In a world where uncertainty reigns supreme, where shadows of chaos dance at every turn, one truth emerges unyielding. Preparation is not a luxury, but a lifeline. Behold the Wellness Company, a beacon of readiness amidst the tempestuous seas of fate. Envision a sanctuary of tranquility, where the tumult of unforeseen medical crises finds no purchase. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit stands as a bastion of assurance, a fortress of resilience against the unseen foes of health. Within its sacred confines lie the tools of salvation. Ivermectin, to ward off the insidious whispers of disease. Emergency antibiotics, to quell the raging storms of infection. Antivirals, to vanquish the relentless tides of contagion and more. The Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is not merely a collection of supplies, it is the embodiment of preparedness itself. Crafted by the hands of esteemed healers led by luminaries such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. James Thorpe, Dr. Harvey Risch, and Dr. Drew Pinsky, this kit stands as the pinnacle of safety, the zenith of prevention. These truth-seeking doctors have forged a testament to vigilance, a testament to the unwavering pursuit of well-being. Embrace the certainty that comes from being armed against adversity. Embrace the Wellness Company, for in its embrace lies the promise of resilience, the promise of a brighter tomorrow amidst the chaos of today. Don't wait for the next crisis to strike. Visit twc.health forward slash strange planet and use promo code strange planet for an exclusive 10% discount. Prepare today and rest easy tomorrow. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be buried in an avalanche? weird foreign feeling of despair or how it feels to crash a skydive i remember hearing a thud feeling my body hit the ground or how you would react if you were being attacked by an alligator at the end of my leg is this huge alligator head on my leg these are the stories you'll hear on the podcast called what was that like true stories told by the actual person who went through it you'll hear from a victim of an attack dragging me into the bathroom and saying, I'm going to kill you, now you're going to die. You'll hear from a man who discovered a baby. How could this be? How could there be a baby on the ground? And you'll hear actual 911 calls. Plinky County 911, there's a man at my back door. He's trying to get in. What Was That Like is a podcast about real people in unreal situations. Search for What Was That Like on any podcast app or at whatwasthatlike.com. Richard Serrett's Strange Planet, following the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from the Great White North and his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard. Hey, welcome to another episode of Strange Planet. Thanks, as always, for sticking me in your ear. And if you'd like to get deeper into Strange Planet, 
I suggest you check out my premium subscription program. Just go to the episode description and click on that link. It's strangeplanet.supportingcast.fm, strangeplanet.supportingcast.fm. There are three monthly programs to choose from. Choose the one that's right for you, but you gain access to commercial-free listening, special bonus episodes, and you even receive a subscription to my monthly newsletter, Inner Sanctum, strangeplanet.supportingcast.fm. Could a 3,000-year-old calendar of appointed days provide the secret to the most dramatic year of our lives, even ordaining a plague, a national lockdown, days of fire, and the changing of the Supreme Court? Could an ancient temple, an ominous prayer, and a mysterious template lie behind the event that overtook Capitol Hill and shook the nation? Could an enigmatic ancient king reveal the secret of a modern American president. My guest's latest book takes readers on a prophetic journey from a Caribbean island to the Washington, D.C. area, to the ancient valley of Hinnom, to the Supreme Court, to a desert mountain, to an ancient Middle Eastern temple, to the gates of America, to uncover an ancient puzzle that lies behind the events that have altered our lives. Jonathan Kahn is known for his uncovering of ancient mysteries and revealing their often startling significance to our day and age. Jonathan's teachings and messages are broadcast daily throughout the United States and the world. He's a spiritual leader of the Hope of the World Ministry in Jerusalem Center in Wayne, New Jersey. He is a seven-time best-selling author. His works include The Harbinger, The Mystery of the Shemitah, the Book of Mysteries, The Paradigm, The Oracle, The Harbinger 2, and his brand new one, The Josiah Manifesto, The Ancient Mystery and Guide for the End Times. Jonathan Kahn, welcome back. How are you? Good to be back. It seems like we were just together. It's great to be back. You know, there's always an interesting uh, backstory whenever I ask you uh, about you know writing these books, and oftentimes they entail some spiritual warfare. I know a couple of times in the midst of writing a book, you suddenly fell ill. Any yep. Anything happened during the writing and the researching of the Josiah Manifesto? Well, usually, Richard, usually it happens uh, on the day of the release, which has, you know, so, so we're right around that time, you know, um, so pray nothing does. But yeah, I've the only times I've been in the hospital in my life, you know, over, you know, for overnight, um, actually for a week, one is uh, was at on the days of the release. And it's and one was a mysterious infection that paralyzed me. It was an infection. The other was my appendix burst. You know, and another time we had a fl- I, hurricane Irene. Uh, flooded our bill, our ministry center with four feet of water. I mean, it's been like that. I mean, I'm praying nothing happens this time, but you know, you know, uh, there is warfare. I'm praying right alongside you. Yeah. All right. So, what is this new book going to reveal? The Josiah Manifesto. Yeah. Well, I would put it this way: What if God was revealing the prophetic moment we were at right now what is lying ahead what uh do are we have we been given a last chance and and what if he was giving us the key or the blueprint a guide uh for what lies ahead for the end times and really what we need to know to stand to prevail in the days ahead what if the 
hand of God was behind the events of our time, some of the most dramatic events, I mean, from COVID to uh, the the disorder, the division of America, the riots, the, um, the what's happened in the White House, what's happened in the Supreme Court, um, and really are, are everything that's coming happening right now to our culture, what if there were actual ancient mysteries that determined what would happen? You know, you mentioned the an ancient calendar. What if there was an ancient calendar that actually determines the exact days, the dates of when the the shakings of uh, America and the world have happened, um, and that determine what is going to happen? And so, the Josiah Manifesto is going to open up all this. I mean, the last part of it is actually a guide to the end times. What this opens up. But also, in many ways, those who know my books, from the Harbinger to the Return of the Gods, they, in in many ways, the mysteries that began there are converging and coming together in the Josiah Manifesto to open up really the final blueprint. So I believe this is really um, among the most crucial or critical things I could have ever written. The um, the the uh, the calendar as it pertains to the arrival of the plague, COVID-19, on yes. America's shores, is absolutely chilling. So let's let's dive yeah. in right here, and let's begin with the, the arrival of COVID. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, well, in the Bible, there's a few keys, and one of them is the, the key that whatever a nation does to its children is going to come back to it. Jeremiah overlooked the Valley of Hinnom, where the people of Israel were offering up their children. And he said, because of what you did, it the blood of the children, it's coming back to you. And basically it led to the nation's destruction, a, a great calamity. And one of the forms it takes is the form in the Bible is the form of a plague, a plague to answer that. So the question now we deal with the plague that was just upon us and for the last really three years. And the other kind of puzzle piece of the mystery is the Jubilee. And the Jubilee is one of God's timetables. And that is every 50 years, basically, everything is undone. And, and, you know, it's a good thing if you lost your land or if you were in slavery, it's all undone. But it can also be a time of restitution and undoing in the form of judgment. And so now let's put it all together. COVID, well, actually, even before we go to COVID, America, and, and America really led much of the West, into the sin of abortion, the killing of unborn children. We've killed over 60 million of them so far. Well, it began not in 1973, it began in 1970. So what? that's when abortion on demand entered America. So what happens if we go to the 50th year? Could there be another death that, in a sense, answers it? Well, what happens is it takes you to the year, the jubilee year of abortion is 2020. That's the beginning of it. And so what happened? A death, a plague comes to America and to the world. But particularly, it focuses on America. Interesting. But the other thing is that the day, the day that abortion began its entrance in America, it's the day it appeared in the New York legislature, which is really where it came into the continent. And that was the date was January 20th, 1970. Fast forward, that pinpoints 2020, the date, January 20th, did anything happen? January 20th, 2020 is the day that the plague officially entered American soil. It's the day of patient zero. And that's the beginning of it. But it even goes, I mean, it, it, that's just the beginning, Richard. It's going gonna, it's gonna to affect every, every point is going to be exact. So when these dates, these parallel dates are revealing themselves and the Jubilee, Jan 20th, 1970, abortion is legalized in New York. 
uh, Jan or, or that's 20th. When, that's when it that's when it enters the that's when the bill comes to the legislature. Ah, okay, yeah. thank you for the clarification. Yeah. Jan twentieth, twenty twenty, COVID yeah. in, in America. When when these dates are popping out at you, I, I mean, I know you're a man of deep deep faith, but still, there must be you must still be like totally amazed when when these dates are being revealed to you <laughs> yeah I, i'm the you know people ask me that like you know and i am the first one to be blown away i'm i'm blown away as much as anybody because you know even though i guess i should be used to it you know in one sense you know because because these things it just never stops um i'm never used to it because god is quite amazing and god is real i mean you know we know we know in our heads he's real but the fact is, even if you're an atheist, he's real. It's affecting everything. Another example, you know, the date that the media gave for, um, they, so they call it the day that changed everything. It was it was when, not when the first entrance, it's when everything hit. I mean, everything hit. And it's the day that that America was quarantined. It was in the middle of March. It was the day that that the um, the stock market crashed, ended the bear market of years. It was the day that Donald Trump appeared on television announcing the pandemic, all the lockdowns began, everything, everything. Well, the date they call it's the date is March 11th, 2020. You can look it up. It's, you'll call it the day that changed everything. Well, go back 50 years. And is there anything significant? March 11th, 50 years before Jubilee, 1970 is the day that abortion on demand actually began on American soil. So that's the day that it fell on America. And that's the day the plague fell on America. 50 years, one Jubilee year to the exact date. Um, you mentioned the Valley of Hinnom and yes. uh, Jeremiah basically proclaiming a curse on ancient Israel because of the sacrificing of babies, this would be to the yeah. god Baal, correct? And and at a, at, a, at that time, I guess with with uh, um, was it Je uh, Jezebel, Queen Jezebel, they had uh, embraced the old Canaan religions, uh, including Baal. Is yeah, it was Baal, right? and actually, actually, in the return of the gods, Baal and Moloch, those were the two gods particularly linked to the offering of children. And so, when so interesting, when America, that's when Israel turned away from God. When America and the West turned away from God, you know, in the late 20th century into the 21st century, what did we start doing? We start offering our children in the form of abortion. Right. And then there was also, uh, there was um, this, I think it was, a, it was either a recreation of the Arch of the Temple of Baal oh, was yeah. touring North America and it was in New <laughs> yeah. York. I don't know about yes. the timing of it, but that was interesting. Yeah, well, it's interesting that, that you mentioned that because, yeah, um, interesting because when it, when it uh, well, it came to New York, which is really the center. We talk about the Valley of Hinnom. New York is the Valley of Hinnom of America. That is where abortion entered America, the continent of America um, in 1970. And it's also the place that became the capital it's the it's literally the abortion capital of America. I mean, so that is New York, you know, and so you know, and so yeah, the the Arch of Baal, you know, which is the Temple of Baal, which is which is we're going to see it, it's going to come up in another kind of mystery here when we get to Jehu, but that that actually appeared in New York, and it was they had a ceremony. I was there, Richard. I actually we actually filmed it. We put it on video so people could see this. They had a ceremony. The leaders of New York had a ceremony around the Arch of Baal, which is a sign of a nation that once knew God. And has turned away from God and now has offered its children. You know, this kind of kind of converges everything, the return of the gods, everything. When you turn away from God, this is what happens. So 
So, you know, Jeremiah, when he is prophesying over the Valley of Hinnom, he said that the, the judgment is going to come back to where you killed the children. The, the blood or the slaughter will come back. You'll be killed where you kill the children. So could this apply now? You know, if you take what is the Valley of Hinnom of America and much of the world, actually, it's New York. And so here's what would we expect to happen? Well, the plague literally comes to America and actually focuses on America more than any other nation, uh, coincidentally, you know. And then in America, it turns its focus to one little sliver of land, and that's New York. So much so that at that time when the plague hit, that time, one out of every three cases in the world were in America. One out of every two of those cases was in New York. So, so now New York became the place. You remember, it was it was a it was a ghost town. It was they couldn't even contain, they couldn't even bury the dead. I mean, that's how crazy this was. But that's the biblical principle. But the other thing is that in April, the beginning of April, when this kind of began, it, it actually New York passed a milestone where it now had more cases of this plague of COVID than any other nation in the world. If you can understand that, more than China, more than any other nation, and so. It, it reached that milestone on April 10th. Well, go back 50 years, one jubilee, and that takes you to April 10th, 20, 1970. Anything? On that date, New York legalized the killing of children. And so 50 years to the exact date again. What about the uh, the mystery of the gates? What is yeah. the mystery of the gates in the book? Yeah, well, when when Jeremiah gave that prophecy, he did it at the gate of it says at the Potter's Gate, overlooking the Valley of Hinnom. They killed their children by the gate. Now, in the Bible, the gates are linked to judgment. It says judgment comes to the gate. Now, what is the gate of America? It's New York. New York is the gate. I mean, it's the gateway. It's the gate in and out. So what? So number one, as they killed their children by the gate, we have killed America has killed its children by the gate by its gate. But also judgment comes to the gate. And interesting because New York is not only the place where so much has come out of, I mean, darkness has come out of, but it's also the place like of 9-11. It's the place of when also calamity as well. And that so so everything returns to New York. But here's the thing. It's a gate. It's not just the place that abortion you know, began or the plague came back to. But it's the place where abortion spread to America through. Literally, New York actually laid the groundwork of Roe versus Wade. Literally, New York spread abortion to America. In fact, Richard, so much so that in the first three years of abortion up to Roe versus Wade from 1970 to 1973, most of the abortions in America were performed in New York. You know, from that spread all over America, they came to New York. So, so now, now, therefore, could the mystery apply to that? Well, go 50 years later to the Jubilee of this, and and what do we see? What has happened? This just came out recently, that they, they found the genetic markers of the virus, and they found that most of the, the infections of this plague of COVID, most of the viruses, most of it came through the gate of New York. If, if you were hit with a virus in America, most likely you were the virus in your body had the markers of the gate of New York the gate where America had killed its children. You know, now, now, now there was one other gate in 1970 that where, the, where abortion came to the continent. It was the West Gate. It was Washington State. Now, now Washington State, so you, you, had, you had these two gates. Now, what, did anything happen 50 years later? Yes, the two gates through which the plague came was New York and Washington State. And so, so if you had, now to take it further, if you had 
the, if you were infected by, if you had this disease, well, your, the markers would either bear the Eastern gate, the marker of the, of the virus, the Eastern gate or the Western gate where America began killing its children exactly 50 years before. Right. I believe patient zero was in, in Washington state. Pa patient, patient zero was in, in Washington, the, the Western gate. And it was, it, and it was confirmed on the, on the 50 year to the exact date that it entered the east, the Eastern gate, the 50 years before. Jonathan, we'll take a quick time out and sure. uh, continue to talk about the Josiah Manifesto. Back with more of our conversation right here on Strange Planet. Don't go away. The truth goes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Second, it is violently opposed. Third, it is accepted as self-evident. Self-evident. You're listening to Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. We are back with Jonathan Kahn, and the latest book is the Josiah Manifesto. Um, the book asks the Jeremiah question. We talked about the prophet Jeremiah. What is the Jeremiah question, and what was what is the answer to that question? Yeah, Jeremiah. When and you can you can look at it in Jeremiah nineteen. Um, he prophesies over the Valley of Hinnom, and basically he says that again the the blood of the children are going to be answered by the blood of the people who killed the children. So it's it's you know it, it's it's the very first kind of law of morality. You know, um, this is the, so so the question has to be. Um, which I had to ask in the book is, what about the numbers? Could there be any correspondence? Well, the, in order to see that, there's two periods. The first period is the three-year window where abortion began in America up to Roe versus Wade when it became the law of the land. And that, and so in that period, how many babies were killed? This is according to the CDC, the same CDC of the of, the, of COVID, and they it puts it at 1.3 million children, about 1.3 million. When you go to the other uh, window, and that's the 50 year, that's the Jubilee in window, 50 years later from 2020 to 2023, same exact window, same exact dates, the CDC and others put the, how many people were killed? They put it, it the number of, by the plague was 1.3 million, the same number as the children. Wow. Yeah. When, when you're researching this book, I mean, how do you come up with the questions that you need to research? In other words, what? how did it come into your head that I should find out how many babies were sacrificed during the first three years of legalized abortion in America? And then I should compare that to the number of deaths in the in the three years of COVID that match those dates. What, did you did that come to you in a in a dream? Uh, how did it come to you? It just it just it just comes, you know, and the thing is interesting. Because when you look at, first of all, looking at every date is corresponding. So if the dates are corresponding and the Bible speaks about the numbers corresponding in, in the Valley of Hinnom, then could, could this correspond this way too? And in order to do that, Richard, I had to look at all the CDC statistics for every year of all these things and get the exact dates of that. And the other thing is that, you know, it, if I had to recreate how, how I to write any book from starting with a harbinger, I couldn't recreate it because it just starts. You're like, like there's some kind of there's a download. Something says you have to search. And then 
That comes to the next to the next. Sometimes when I need the next thing, someone will say something or something will appear on my computer that I did not ask for. Right? I didn't Google. And that becomes the next thing. So I could, you know, there are times like with a paradigm, I'm, I'm in my bed next to my wife. And all of a sudden, these like three things come to me. And I say, well, could that be true? I get up, I get on my my laptop in the in the bathroom and all of a sudden it's all real so i cannot recreate you know how i how that happens but that's how it happens it's like i'm just led you know one step to the next remarkable remarkable all right so let's move on to uh january 6th yes uh, of course and here we are uh two and a half years later and uh we have a president who's being indicted uh for what transpired on capitol hill um what does that have to do January 6th, what happened on Capitol Hill, Donald Trump, uh, and this mystery have to do with this ancient calendar? Well, this is one of the examples of uh, a, a previous mystery that's kind of coming home or landing uh, here in, in, in the Josiah Manifesto. This begins with a paradigm. The book I wrote, this came true after the paradigm. And to set the stage, what the paradigm is, is saying is that, you know, God gives these templates and speaks to us through them. And, and they, the amazing thing is that the leaders of our time are actually following these templates without realizing it based on these ancient prototypes. And I will just mention this one about Donald Trump. He is following, with regard to America, he's following the template of Jehu. Jehu was a wild guy. He was fighting with everybody. He was, uh, if if he could have had, a, if he had a Twitter account, I'm sure he would have been tweeting at night. But the point is, he was unpredictable, and he had a wild race to the throne. And he ends up making a, an alliance with the religious conservatives of the land. This is Jehu. This is Trump. Yeah. And when he, and finally, he comes to a, a showdown with the nation's former first lady. And this was Jezebel in the time of, you know, ancient times. In modern times, it was Hillary Clinton. Interesting, because we mentioned this, but, but you know, Jezebel was for Baal worship, which is the sacrifice of children. Hillary Clinton was voted Planned Parenthood's abortion champion of the century, you know. And one of the, that, one of the conflicts between the two when that final debate was over abortion between the modern-day Jehu and the modern-day former first lady. So what everybody expected Hillary Clinton to win, but according to the paradigm, she would fall and this Jehu figure, Trump, wins. Jehu comes to the capital city with a agenda to drain the swamp. So Trump. Now, when Jehu gets to the capital city, he sees a massive building, a, which is the Temple of Baal, where they are killed, where they have killed children. And he is responsible for tearing down the Temple of Baal. And so the thing is, interesting thing, because there actually existed a Temple of Baal from ancient times that still stood in modern times. And when Donald Trump began his rise to the presidency, um, when he announced his candidacy in, in uh, 2015, two months later, the 2,000-year-old Temple of Baal comes crashing down. When Jehu rises, the temple goes down. But even that, Richard, is like a foreshadow because the Temple of Baal, it was linked to the killing of children. So Donald Trump, listen, it doesn't matter. It's not about Donald Trump. It's not about politics. It's not... But Donald Trump is actually going to be responsible more than any other president, despite himself, kind of like Jehu, is going to be responsible for tearing down this temple of Baal, which we call Roe versus Wade, through which the children were killed. So it's amazing. Even that was like a foreshadow of what would happen. But this also is a foreshadow of January 6th, which, again, this happened after the paradigm. But here's the this came true. And that is that the beginning of his rise is linked to the fall of the temple of Baal. Well, the end of his first term or his term as president is going to be linked to a replaying of that template. And I will just say this, I, I put it in the book, but 
there is a time when Jehu calls the people of the nation together to the capital city. There, the people of Jehu surround a great capital building. And there, uh, they, they, act, they, they actually enter it and lay siege to the building while proceedings are going on. And the thing is, I won't go into all the details except to say that at the end of that week, the Capitol Police gave their announcing of the people they had arrested on site uh, at that at the you know the the storming of the Capitol, and they announced 80, 80 men, eighty men, eighty men. Well, if you go into the Bible and you look, the Bible says the number of those who entered the Capitol building uh, in the of Jehu was was the word shmonim ish which means in hebrew 80 men it's just also precise it's yeah. also precise and faith yeah. affirming and faith yes. affirming yeah um and just just a quick aside because i remember the conversation we had when the paradigm came out you yeah. actually even calculated because again hillary clinton is a type jezebel is a type in the bible and yes. they, their their careers match up you calculated the number of days, I think, or years uh, that Jezebel was sort of on the scene, both both as first lady and then later, I believe, yes. when her son took over. Yes. She was still sort of clinging to power. She wouldn't let go. And that matches up almost exactly or precisely with Hillary Clinton. Well, the thing is, yeah, the, the, uh, the thing is that um, uh, Jezebel was ruled with her husband on the public throne, public stage for 22 years. Um and well, let me let me put it let me put it let me do it this way. <laughs> Hillary Clinton was on the public stage with with Bill Clinton from governor to the end of his presidency, twenty two years. Okay, and then she continued on in Washington like Jezebel did. It, it, people don't realize. I mean, she continued on on the throne, but she continued on as senator for eight years, secretary of state for for four more, twelve years. She retired from public life for two years, came back for two years to run for the president. Okay. So 22 years with her husband, 14 years on her own on the public stage. Jezebel, 22 years with Ahab, 14 years on her own. And in fact, Richard, I won't go into it. This is one of the things that happened when I was in bed and it just came to me like, whoa, and then I found out the truth. Is that if you go, there are things in the Clinton years that actually, according to the paradigm, gives the exact date, the day, and the hour of 9-11 from, from this paradigm. So it's so the point here is it's still coming true. And and the war and the war here is which is going to continue in this mystery is between Jehu and the Temple of Baal. So we're talking about the killing of children and we're talking right now about Trump. And so this is all going to continue into this mystery. So I guess we could um we could see we could look at um Jehu's uh tearing down of the Temple of Baal and and that relates to Trump tearing down Roe versus Wade by appointing yes. pro-life conservative Supreme Court judges. So let's talk about, well, let's take it back to Roe versus Wade uh, yeah. and, and what how that plays into yeah. this mystery. Yeah, this really, Roe versus Wade, in many ways, if, if the Temple of Baal is a vessel through which in which they kill children, well, Roe versus Wade was the official vessel. It's got, that's why it really goes with this Temple of Baal thing. And the, and the thing is that it's totally connected. You know, first of all, Roe versus Wade actually began not in 73, that's when it was judged, but it began in 70 again, that 1970, when this woman, this troubled woman, Norma McCorvey, who was on drugs and, and, and drinking, and she wanted to be pregnant so she could keep drinking, she went to a lawyer, and they met in, in late January 1970, go forward 50 years, 
Late January is 2020, 50th year, is when the plague begins. Roe versus Wade became a suit, was filed in March of 19. So go, March is when it all hit America, you remember. But there's also a redemption here because the Jubilee is also about God nullifying or reversing or turning around. So interesting thing, in the year, you know, in 1970, Roe versus Wade was sent to the Supreme Court. Go forward the 50th year, 2020, plague, but 2020, another case is sent to the Supreme Court. It's Dobbs versus Jackson, which is going to overturn, it's going to undo Roe versus Wade. Now, the, now, it doesn't stop there because the thing is that at the same time, the Roe versus Wade was received by the, taken up by the Supreme Court in May 1971. Okay, what does the Jubilee point to? May 2021 is when the Supreme Court takes up the other case, Dobbs versus Jackson. Well, then Roe versus Wade receives its hearing in the Supreme Court in December 1971. Okay, go fast forward and you find in, in December 2021, the 50th year, what happens is Dobbs versus Jackson comes to the Supreme Court and gets its hearing in the Jubilee month. And then, in fact, even going further than that, remember, just before the, the Roe versus Wade was overturned, just before that, it was leaked to the, 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 the you know, the Supreme Court was leaked. Yes. Well, it turns out Roe versus Wade was also leaked just before it came out. I mean, so even the leak is part of the Jubilee mystery. It just never ends. It never nope. ends. And it, in the overturning of Roe versus Wade, um, Dobbs versus Jackson, it was a five to four vote. And the deciding yes. vote was, again, another Trump appointee, Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, any, I mean, how does she play into this ancient calendar? Well, interesting. There's a principle in, in the Josiah Manifesto I speak about the child of the Nile. And there's a principle that when you go back, when you look at Really, the first slaughter of children that's recorded in the Bible is what happened in Egypt when they basically were slaughtering the Hebrew babies, the male babies. Moses was one of them who almost got slaughtered. And so as they're being thrown on the Nile, he's floating down the Nile and he escaped. So and he would end up being that child of the Nile, I call it, would end up being the one who actually brings down the whole system in the in the judgment of God. He brings down the whole crack, crushes the power of Egypt. Well, could there be a child of the Nile to America? And the interesting thing there is. In that first period of slaughter, which is that three-year window, but the beginning, when it first became legal to kill children, uh, there was a child born, and she would end up becoming the first Supreme Court justice to be born when her life could have been taken as a baby. The first one under the, in fact, when she was born, Roe versus Wade, it was right when Roe versus Wade was in the Supreme Court being heard, and she now would go to the Supreme Court, the child of it, and she would go there, and when she would cast the vote, and as you, you rightly said, that vote was one vote, it was only one vote overturned the whole thing. And that one vote was cast when she had reached her jubilee year, 50, her 50th year, the child of the Nile cast the vote. And then when it's overturned, she is 50 years old. So the, even that, you know, and everything had to be in its exact place. I mean, that case just happened to, had to, had to come up at that exact moment. And she, which came up, which came to the Supreme Court in the Jubilee of Abortion, she had to be in her Jubilee when to vote that. There also had to be another justice who was removed at that exact time, which is part of another mystery I know we'll touch on. So it all had to come together. Let me let me just give you another throw in another quick thing, and that is that there's a mystery in the Bible. You know, there there are there are two dates, and people don't have to know Hebrew to know it. But one is called Adar 13, 13th day of the 
of Adar, the 12th month. 13th day of the 12th month. That's the day of the decree that was going to bring destruction, death and destruction to the Jewish people. That's Haman's decree in the book of Esther. It's the 13th day of the 12th month. Well, Roe versus Wade was heard. Its hearing came in the Supreme Court on the 13th day of the 12th month, the day of the decree of evil and destruction. Then there was another decree in the book of Esther when Mordecai reverses, he issues a new decree that reverses the old decree and, and brings redemption. Well, Dobbs versus Jackson, which would undo the first decree, was sent to the Supreme Court on June 15, 2020, in the Jubilee of Abortion. But the date on the Hebrew calendar was Sivan 23, which is the date of the decree that overturns the evil decree. I mean, who can make that up? God. God can uh, create yes. that. <laughs> we'll uh, take another time out. Jonathan Kahn, the author of the Josiah Manifesto, back with more in a moment. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The truth will set you free, free, free. But first, it will really tick you off. Welcome back to Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. And we are back with Jonathan Kahn, who is best known for uncovering ancient mysteries and revealing their often startling significance to our day and age, which is exactly what he is doing with the latest book, The Josiah Manifesto, The Ancient Mystery and Guide for the End Times, of course, also a best-selling author of The Harbinger, The Mystery of Shemitah, The Book of Mysteries, The Paradigm, The Oracle, The Harbinger to The Return, uh, and Return of the Gods as well. Um, so another significant uh, event that happened over the last three years was what's been called the Summer of Rage. Sort of in the midst of COVID, we had the uh, the untimely, unfortunate death of uh, George Floyd at the hands of a Minnesota cop. Uh, who was convicted of of homicide in that uh, death. Uh, how does this summer, and that of course set off um, BLM riots and Antifa yep. riots and firebombing and looting and mass rioting across the United yep. States was horrific. The summer of rage, how does that tie into this ancient calendar? Yeah, well, the amazing thing, and this this is, um, I open it up in a, in a section called the the appointed days or the mystery days. And that is that, this ancient calendar, you alluded to it at the beginning, uh, from the Bible, from Leviticus, that God gives of appointed days actually lies behind all these shakings that came on the nation. And the thing is, not only does it lie behind what kind of shaking is going to come, but their exact timing again. And just to give it, just to kind of set the stage, the first holy day or appointed day of God is Passover. Well, Passover, what's Passover about? Passover is about, it's the only holy day that's about a plague. And it's about a plague passing through the land. So at the time when the plague was passing through the land at, at its peak, when everybody was in their homes, when the Jewish people were celebrating Passover and talking about the plague passing through the land, in Egypt, actually a plague was passing through the land. And 
It's the first recorded lockdown in national history. The first national <laughs> lockdown. Everybody had to be in their houses until the plague passed. I never so, made that connection. That's amazing. Yeah. And so now, not only that, so you have everybody's locked down. The Jewish people are locked down in their houses and they're 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 celebrating the feast of the lockdown and the plague at the time of it. All right. That's I'm just I'm just touching on these things. But then what's the next great feast? It is it is called Shavuot in Hebrew or in Greek, it's called Pentecost. It is the day we know of as the holy fire of God comes upon the people, the, the tongues of fire, the baptism of fire. It's the day of fire. Now it's good, it's a good fire, but in the form of judgment. So what happens? Now it becomes the days of fire come on America. The cities are set on fire. Actually, it was the greatest uh, civil riot or disorder in the history of America. I mean, it was over, I mean, billions of dollars of people's lives. It was just, and the thing is, here's the thing. Uh, the the Jewish people began lighting the light their candles on May 28th to usher in this day Shavuot Pentecost fire. That was the night. That was the day and night that everything it all broke out across America on the exact day. That's when it broke out to the cities and and that weekend when the, when Christians were celebrating Pentecost, fires were all over the land. So that here the day of fire now comes to the shaking of fire. Now the next one. The next holy day after that is is the day when it's called the day of the high court, and that is it's it's the feast of trumpets. But that's the day when Jewish people believe that they, they look to the they believe that God passes judgment in the heavenly court, the court of God, and you got to get right with God. You got to get right with God on that day. The trumpet sounds, and it's the day of repent. It's the time that begins repentance. It, it begins a uh, the days of awe or repentance. Well. But it's linked to God. They they all pray God is on the throne, on the judge judgments. Here's what happens: as we approach September, the the eyes of America and the world all turn to the High Court. On the day of the High Court, they turn to the High Court of America, the Supreme Court. They turn to a judge. That is the day. It also says that that's the day that God determines who will live and who will die, and that's the day that the Supreme Court Justice Ginsburg passes from the court. And so that, and it's that very act that opens up the overturning of abortion on the holy day. And the other thing is that that day, listen, Richard, on that day, the Jewish people pray for a specific prayer that says, God, overturn the evil of the decree, overturn the evil of the decree. That is the day that opened the door to the overturning of Roe versus Wade. And it's the day that opened up it's 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 the day that opens up the repentance or the returning of an and so that is when began the turning of America from Roe versus Wade on the exact day. So everything happened on the exact day. Wow! Because of, when Ginsburg died, that opened up a seat on the Supreme Court, which yes. paved the way for the appointment of Amy Coney Barrett, who yes. her, whose vote overturned Roe versus Wade. Yes. We just need to back up for a moment because there is also, of course, there's a very famous utterance getting back to the summer of rage and what precipitated the summer of rage. Um, there's a very famous utterance tragically from George Floyd when this cop in Minnesota is kneeling on him. He says, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. That became yes. the rally call yes. cry for the, the yes. Antifa and the BLM. Talk to me about that. I can't breathe. Yeah. Well, 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 you know, the day of Pentecost is all, of course, when I talk about the fire of the spirit, it's the spirit. The word spirit in Hebrew is Ruach. It means spirit, it means wind, and it means breath. In Greek, pneuma means, you know, also the wind, the spirit, and the breath. 
breath of God. Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the spirit. Well, America and the West has been turning away from God's spirit. So it's kind of been without, without breath. It's been losing its life. Well, so, so now it's not only the times of fire, it's a time of breath. And so what happens is during this time, it all begins with someone saying, I can't breathe. And then it ends up with a whole rallying cry, as you said, of I can't breathe. So here on the days of breath and fire comes the comes in the form of shaking and judgment. Um, there's something in the book called the the Phineas factor. And, and uh, if I remember my Bible, uh, Phineas was a, a priest uh, during the Exodus, I think. Yes. Uh, do I have yes. that right? And he killed. Yes. He killed a um, well, a, a, a woman belonging to a, to a certain Arab tribe who I believe had been cursed by God because they were constantly waging war against the uh, the Israelites. Well, what what happened? Yeah, what happened was that that Israel on in its journey was basically seduced by another by a foreign power. Um, and it was seduced into into sin by these foreign women, uh, sexual sin, sexual immorality, and a plague broke out. Okay, so a plague broke out. Now, now here's the thing. On the day that Roe versus Wade was overturned, I'm in the airport, and I hear the news. I look at my cell phone, and my cell phone, a, a scripture comes up that I didn't ask for. Okay, and it was, but it was something that I had researched like months before concerning the return of the gods. Okay, the other the book that I was finishing. And so, and so, by the way, I finished the return of the gods on the, that day is the day that Roe versus Wade was broken. I mean, on the day, there's a thing to that. So it's an altar of God. So, so, um, so I look and it, it appears and it's talking about Phineas and it's talking about the plague that broke out and Phineas took an action and ended the plague. So also, so I wondered, I wondered, I said, you know, well, the Supreme Court just took an action today, you know, and, you know, and I said, could this be linked to the lifting of the plague? And so I look back now and I look back when they actually voted, that's when it was released, but when they actually voted was actually at the end of, of uh, 2021 and the beginning of 2022, Judge Samuel Alito is working on the resolution. That's what got leaked. He's working on the decision that's going to end Roe versus Wade. He's working in January of 2022. He's working on that decision. And then, then at the end of that, uh, at the beginning of February, he releases it to the Supreme Court. Then it, it gets handed down later. But that's when it actually was sealed when he, you know, when he did it, right? The amazing thing, Richard, is when you go back to the to that 2022, this is the third year, January, the, the plague is raging. It was actually at its height. It actually was three times higher than any other peak in the three years of COVID. So it looked like it was going on for years, okay? So, so now, now Alito finishes that draft at the end of January, beginning of February. When you look at the CDC, it says all of a sudden, it plunges right then. That's when it plunges. When we when they made the decision, plunges goes to go, if you can believe this, within a few weeks, it's down to one eighth of what it was. And it never came back. It was one eighth of what it was. If you it plunges like 80 something percent, almost 90 percent. And here's another thing. And so it happened just when the Supreme Court voted and made the decision. Now, the other thing was that there the debt when you look at the death rate of now, that's the infection rate, death rate also plunges, but the CDC gives the date when it reaches peak and then plunge. And you know what the date it gives? It says the week ending, the week of, of January 22nd, 2022. Okay, now here's the thing. Roe versus Wade is, is January 22nd, 1973. The Jubilee year of Roe versus Wade begins on January 22nd, 2023. 
That's the exact date that the plague begins to plunge and then disappear and then goes. I mean, the Phineas factor actually ended the, actually has turned the plague away. I mean, like clockwork again to the exact day. Um, what is the sign of the broken altar and, and what does it mean for America's future? Well, let me, you know, to, to a slight backtrack in that, because there's links to all this together. We were led to uh, have a gathering in Washington called the return. Which was which was which was to repent. I mean, you know, you know, it says if my people, if, you know, will will humble themselves and pray. So we gathered on the National Mall in that year of 2020, the year of when we were all, everything was shut down, mass. We gathered there, had thousands and thousands of Christians gathered on September 26th to repent for America, and we had no idea. But that day turned out on the ancient calendar was called Shabbat Shuvah. It was it's it's the day that means the day of the return. We, we had the return on the day of the return. We had, didn't know what we were doing. But it, and the thing is, that's the day appointed for a nation to return to repent of its sins. Now, we're praying very much about abortion. I actually, on the stage on the National Mall, I smashed the, the potter's jar of Jeremiah because I felt that that was all about, you know, the killing of children. We prayed. At the very end, at, at, at well, it turned out that very day, Trump decided to choose that day to set in motion Amy Barrett, to, which would overturn abortion on the day of the turning, on the very day. So he had no idea, but he chose that day. So it's the day of the turning. That set in motion the overturning of abortion. Abortion is the altar. It's the, it's the most brazen altar we have. It has killed over 60 million children. The breaking of the alt, the breaking of Roe versus Wade is the breaking of the breaking of the altar. This is a major thing. Now, let me just tell you one thing that happened. At the very, near the very end, I, I was led that we have to sound the shofar and to seal it all, seal it. It's five o'clock. We say, and I said, now we're gonna seal all the prayers that we've prayed, all that. And we, and, and the sound of the shofar, the power of God go forth. And I said, go. And all these men sound the shofar. And I told everybody, thousands of people on the National Mall, everybody shout like Jericho. Okay, we did that. At that exact moment, Trump opens his mouth on the white, at the White House lawn and sets in motion the overturning of abortion. At that moment, it was five o'clock when I said go, when they sat under the show bar, five o'clock, four minutes and 33 seconds. That's the exact second that Trump opened his mouth. Literally, the overturning of abortion began in that year of Jubilee with the sound of the shofar, the sound of God's power, the sound of Jericho. And Trump, his name in English means trumpet. He sounded, <laughs> the trumpet sounded, and literally history was altered by the power of God. I mean, you know, how amazing. So, so let me just to bring bring this this um to the to the, the home there. And that is, so what is the sign of the broken altar? God has broken the that altar. I mean, abortion is not is, is not over by a long shot, but it was the breaking of an altar, it was major. And and this was the hand of God. In the Bible, this is a sign of Josiah. Josiah is the king more than anybody else, is linked to the broken altar. And that is many things. Number one. That was a sign that there can be revival because the sign of revival in ancient times was the broken altar. When they when they turned back to God, they broke the altars. Josiah, but it's also a sign that Josiah was more linked to that broken altar. He broke the altars of the gods and he broke the altars of Hinnom where they were killing children. Right. So, just just a, a, a brief word on uh, Josiah. He was yeah. he came to the throne when he was like eight years old. Yes. He, he reigned for 30 years. Yes. Uh, and, and he sort of, um, re-established, you know, the religious mores of Israel, got rid of Baal worship and all of that. 
Yes, yes. And and the thing is, here's the thing. All these things we're talking about are converging on this one moment, which is the breaking of the altar. This is a hand of God. And that all converges on Josiah. His birth was actually announced when God broke an altar supernaturally. And then he was the one who broke more altars than anyone. And so the thing is this, Josiah really holds the key. Number one, we're at the Josiah moment. That means, the number one, the hour is late. Josiah came near the end of his kingdom just before he was going to be judged. He held off the judgment. One man held off the judgment. So on one hand, this is, it's a warning that the time is late. America and the West, we are standing at a, a crossroads of judgment, number one. Number two, there can, there is still there can be revival. God is giving us an opening. The Josiah moment is telling us that. The key is Josiah. That's why the last part of the book, you know, which, which when I call it the manifesto, is the manifesto. And that is, what are the keys from Josiah that are really the keys that we need to do to use and know right now to stand from no, no matter what happens to America or Canada or the West, no matter whether, you know, number one, can there be revival? Yes. Can can one person or one generation change the course of history? Yes. Just like, but even if even if it if it goes down the course of judgment and persecution, what do we do in persecution? How do we God is never finished? How do we overcome in the end times? So the last part, last hundred pages of the book are basically the manifesto of Josiah. And so all these mysteries are kind of opening this up. What do we need to do? What how do we need to stand? How do we need to overcome? Really, Josiah is this is all pointing to one life and one person where it really gives the key to the end times and that God is never finished, never finished. And we have a role, we have a role to play. We can each be a Josiah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we are called to be. Listen, Josiah was destined for his time, you know, and it was a, and it was a time of apostasy. You know, they were killing children. They had sexual immorality. They had issues with gender, you know, just like we did. The, you know, the gods, it was all that. And yet Josiah, even though his father was apostate, his grandfather was evil, he oh, he didn't matter. He overturned it all. And God is calling us in the end times. You know, end times are not just for darkness. It's light in the darkness. He was appointed for the day in which he was born. I was appointed, you were appointed, we are all appointed for the day in which we are born. We are not to fear the end times. This can be the greatest moment. You know, the book of, when you look back at the book of Acts, they didn't have a Christian culture. They had an anti-Christian culture, and yet they were the brightest lights. So if the dark is getting darker, it's time for the lights of God to get brighter. And this is the time, really, that could be the greatest moment if we rise. But, we, but one of the things I talk about, we have to get radical. The days of cultural Christianity are ending. We have to get radical. We have to get revolutionary. We have to become prophetic. We have to go all out, and God will honor that. God, this is our hour. That's why I was led. I knew I had to write the book. The Josiah Manifesto, The Ancient Mystery and guide for the end times. Let's just take a moment and, and uh, tell my listeners how they can get a copy of this important book. Yeah, and I don't have it in front of me when we talked before. I had the first copy, but you can see it. Uh, the Josiah Manifesto is literally everywhere. If you go anywhere online, any bookstore, even Walmart has it, but uh, Amazon has it right now if you go on there. But uh, you can get it also, but get it also for people in your life who need to know and need to hear and need and need to really fulfill their calling. So it's there's Josiah Manifesto everywhere. Wherever books are, that's where they are. Jonathan, always a, a tremendous pleasure and honor to speak with you. Thank you so much for this. Oh, my honor. Thank you, Richard. A new Richard Serrett's Strange Planet drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. 